I call the shots, I never call it quits. Trust my intuition, bet it's right and bitch, it often is. Seen too many others come and go, they had the wrong intent. Do it out of love and never for it, then I watch it get. Bigger than expected, no second guess it, I let it set it. It's God's plan, we out here only accepting blessings. I'm stuck with it, this mindset is terminal. In and out different terminals, leveling up is personal. Now I already made it, y'all can miss me. Hard to believe I made something from nothing. No hindsight discussions. I've been writing, I love it. Welcome to the Three Gig Sports Podcast. This is Danny G sitting alongside Rio and Jimmer tonight. And we've got some weekend picks. We've got Thanksgiving football. We've got a new little holiday tradition that we're going to start here right before your very eyes and ears tonight. Uh, but as we kick things off, Jimmer, what's going on out there? All kinds of fucked up shit. Here we go. Oh, you want more? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Elaborate. Yeah. Okay. Please elaborate. Uh, Giants fire offensive coordinator Jason Garrett. Garrett's uh, offense has scored the fewest touchdowns of any team since the start of his uh, since the start of last season. The Giants hired him in January 2020. You want me to go ahead and say it? <laughs> I was going to say, that, I was going to say it. Well, a little bit faster than the Cowboys. <laughs> right. <laughs> makes their IQ a little bit better instantly. Not nine wins IQ, though, right, Jim? Well, yeah, that's fine. Do they have more Super Bowls <laughs> since 1976 or whenever the hell you guys Then Minnesota, absolutely. Yeah, I'm talking about the Giants. Go G-Men. Right, Dan. Ben, go G-Men. Oh, okay. I get it now. Where's he go? What's he going to do? Stay yeah. in the NFL, you think? Uh, no. No, there's no way that someone gives him gives him a shot, I don't think, right out of the gate. I wonder. Uh, he should have taken the year off. He shouldn't even became an offense coordinator. I think he should have taken no. a year off. And then um, it seems like a lot of these coaches that take a year off after they've been fired as a head coach and don't just jump back in to a, uh, into some coaching role tend to get recruited afterwards. Mike McCarthy was horrible with the Packers. Took a year off, and the Cowboys all but Jerry Jones was crying on the stage. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing in Mike Holmgren, uh, or not Holmgren, but McCarthy. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the other coach I was thinking about that took a year off too. But yeah, I think he should have taken a year off. I don't know what that's going to do. You know what? I did hear. Well, the XFL starts back up here soon, and the USFL I just heard is uh, breaking news is coming back too with eight, uh, hmm. eight franchises. Wow. Yeah, I think if he couldn't succeed with, you know, Cowboys have kind of had a decent offense over all those years, right? And um, if you couldn't put points on the board and keep your job there, why is it going to be any different anywhere else? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's whatever. But uh, they did figure it out faster than the Cowboys did. Yeah. The, the thing with him was he had always just do enough. The Cowboys had enough talent to go 8-8 eight and eight or, you know, n- break even at least, or go one win above that, that, oh, Jerry would get all excited and re-sign him. And, so. Hold on. I guess we're since we're on the air, you guys were more skeptical about giving me a number between 1 and 100 than you were about a dude offering you money that you just met. I don't trust you. Do you ever play a game where you don't know the rules to the game? Uh, calling a game a number between 1 and 100, you've never heard that before? Never. Oh, my God. <laughs> With you involved, it, got, it was skeptical. I was skeptical. For context, Jimmer was picking numbers for this tradition that we're going to start tonight. 
<clears throat> and uh, we were deciding who's going to go first, and he just told us to pick a number. Between 1 and 100. And naturally, Rio and I look at each other like, like it was like, what you're gonna pick the number like That's I was asking like I was asking them like uh, the world's largest scientific problem right yeah. so we're getting at so, something like that it's kind of like your number two draft pick this year uh, Jimmer so I, I don't have a lot of faith in you I'll just be honest my number two draft pick was nice he just <clears> got hurt <throat> what are you talking about uh, you getting the number two draft pick is what I was talking about oh then you had to talk yeah. to him yeah I don't know yeah. uh, you know what I wish I could Say it, but that was legit. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers decides to do a little show and tell at Packers press conference today, and uh, by physically showing his broken toe, <laughs> he uh, he said he has a fractured toe, not COVID toe. <laughs> yeah, I saw that come out, and I was just like, "What the heck? The heck is going on in this world today?" <laughs> First thing I thought of, I posted on our social media thing was. Foot fetish people everywhere in heaven. Like, yeah. They oh my that. God! Just it's a mess somewhere. I should I should start like an OnlyFans and, and do that and <laughs> half price for mine for your half heel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's his uh, pinky toe though. That's much better than like a big toe. So. I thought it was. Oh, I guess I didn't look at the picture. No, that well. I don't. Toe. I didn't see the picture, but I just heard him uh, talking oh. to McAfee. <clears throat> it's the little toe, so that's. Still sucks, but it's not nearly as bad as basically any other toes. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Saints running back Alvin Kamara is out against the Bills on Thanksgiving, still due to that knee injury, and Mark Ingram is also questionable. That's tough. They, uh, still, they still have Trevor Simeon, though. <laughs> Trevor, they have K, um, not Case Keenum. They um, have Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, that huge who contract. just signed that huge contract to be a uh, utility player, so he can run the ball, right? Right. <laughs> Yeah, he might be. They might line him up at uh, running back now if, if both those guys are out, because their original number two was lost for the season. What was that like? Three games into the season, can't remember his name off the top of my head. It was a nice story. He was like a kind of a journeyman that worked his way up, undrafted, but ended up uh, went going on IR. <clears throat> uh, big news of the day, at least when when I woke up today. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings released a statement Wednesday afternoon saying that the team has been notified by law enforcement agencies that defensive end Everson, uh, Everson Griffin came out of his home without incident and is now getting the care that he needs. Hours after the 33-year-old made a series of disturbing Instagram posts early Wednesday morning claiming that someone was in his home trying to kill him. The posts, uh, one of the videos read, um, I'm, in my, I'm in my house, blank trying to pop me Griffin said in the video I've still got clips left this is my gun a 45 Wilson combat registered to me I bought all my bullets around town Dalvin Cook helped me purchase this gun uh, it all belongs to me and they are registered to me I know exactly where I bought them I've got the card I have them on I have everything now everything aside Mental health is a, obviously we've talked about being a serious deal, and he's ran into this a few years back too. Shouldn't joke about any part of this, but I think it's kind of weird that he has to bring up, bring one of his teammates into this situation every time. Because if you guys remember, he went over to Trey Wayne's house last time and like walked in his house, and they weren't that close. Trey Wayne's tried to cover it up like it was no big deal or anything like that. Yeah, we were good and everything. 
Trey Wayne's wife's like, uh, no, he's literally never been to our house before. And <laughs> But this yeah. being said. You know, hopefully he gets the help that he needs because, like we talked about, he, he's done this before. Um, something's going on. I don't know if it's CTE kicking in a little bit uh, and the hits over the years or what it is, but kind of disturbing to hear it, especially happening again. Um, but, yeah, because I never found anybody. Right. When the police arrived, so it's like, what it's was innocent. really going on? Yeah, exactly. Especially Instagram posts before he so, called the cops. You said right? Uh, no, they they were the team and everyone was alerted off of his Instagram photos. Oh, so and stuff. So they was okay. sent. So they were sent there, trying to trying to figure out what was going on, try to help him. Yeah, yeah. I hope he's okay. That's first thing I thought of. I'd be lying if uh. Uh, if I didn't tell you, the very first thing I thought of, he has a he has at least one one young daughter and wife. So when you're, I don't know what he was thinking, seeing any of that, like his mental stability and stuff. But you're walking around with a gun and shit. That's the first thing I thought of. So hopefully, and it seems like everyone's okay, but kind of freaky. Yeah. Uh, Rams and the NFL settle St. Louis lawsuit over franchise's relocation to Los Angeles for. $790 million, which ends the four-and-a-half-year legal battle. Details on how much Dan Cranky, the owner of the Rams, uh, there, or I should say there was no details on how much Stan Cranky will pay of it versus the other 31 NFL owners. Yeah, he should definitely have to pay most of it. I don't it, know how it's. He's the one that. Well, yeah, he's the one that was probably going to benefit the most. I mean, yeah. That being, see, this this whole thing is weird to me because the other owners, unless they voted, unless they voted against them going to L.A., the other owners, I actually have to say, actually should have to chip in because you you move a team to build the NFL. The more because the NFL shares money. So that that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yes, the Cowboys are the richest franchise, and but Jerry Jones isn't the richest owner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what? That's what I'm getting at. So they keep everything um, together like that. So moving a team to L.A. benefits all the owners. That so that was a voted on process. There's only a couple voter. There's only a couple owners that did not want them to go there. Yeah. Those are the only. Honestly, I think those are the only ones that shouldn't have to pay that because they they're like, uh, I told you I didn't want them to go there. Yeah, I was thinking when you told us <clears throat> about this a uh, month or so ago, uh, the owner of the Rams uh, said he was going to take care of all this, though. Yeah, but I don't know if so he. So I don't know if that's he was where thinking, I'm coming from. I don't think he was thinking 790 million though either. Yeah. Even a billionaire, 790 million is a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think still, I mean, money's going to take care of money. They're going to take care of each other because you said it yourself. Um, uh, a team in. L.A. is going to benefit everybody, uh, especially a winning team, which they are doing and looking good. Um, granted, they weren't before, but mm. um, it's going to benefit everybody except for the Chargers. Just for the no, record. agreed, for agreed. The so they don't sell out that stadium on Chargers game days with Chargers fans, right? Right. But regardless, that comes back to what we what you're saying. Also, is the it benefits everybody. Because the money still comes in, the oh, yeah. money is still coming in, and it's in the largest, the second largest market in the United States. Say, you know, somebody said it perfectly, and uh, I think it was a baseball guy, and he's talking about baseball at the time. But it's the same thing, same concept. 
you know, you can take it, um, any team and put them in L.A. And even if they're bad, if they're mediocre, if they're good, you're going to sell the seats. You're right. going to sell out the stadium. Right. You know, you're going to make money regardless. So it only helped out. And, you know, yeah, they don't care about, like, the fan base and being true because St. Louis is a very true to their team uh, environment. All, all oh, their yeah. teams, they do, they do – they're successful in their fan bases. And – They've always backed that. I told you what was that the the XFL or whatever that was. I I mix up the two. They had the other spring ball one, the AAFL yeah. or the AFL. Um, they went there. They they almost sold out the stadium. You know they back their team. That doesn't sell money though. I mean that doesn't make money. That right. may. I mean it's nice. I right. mean there's a reason why Green Bay stays up in Green Bay. Same thing we were talking about. It's so you don't think they want to want to move the Packers there? Yeah. I mean, I think that'd be yeah. the perfect scenario for the NFL, moving the Packers to the to L.A., right? Yeah, oh, there's yeah. just so many people in that L.A. area. It's impossible not to do well, for sure. Right. Uh, let's see what we got here. Kevin Durant passes Allen Iverson for 25th on NBA all-time scoring list. This one kind of shocked me a little bit, actually. I thought Allen Iverson was a little higher up there. That's with, that's with KD... Uh, Missing a couple of years, so he had some injury problems. Yeah, yeah, and playing, you know, playing on a stacked team as well. Yeah, so um, the ball wasn't coming around near you know, as all often. the time, right? Yeah. So, and and really, I mean, he played. You think about the Thunder with Harden and and Russ too. You had two other guys that needed the ball, just you know, in their hands, and so yeah, impressive. Mm-hmm. But uh, where'd he go to college at? Shoot, okay. uh, probably Kentucky. <laughs> Look at Orange, baby. <laughs> huh? Probably. Maybe UCLA. Yeah. One Ooh. of those other good teams. Yeah. <laughs> Blue, so Blue not Blues. Iowa. Got it. Mm. Yeah. You said good team, so I immediately ruled out Iowa. You didn't bring up Iowa State. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa, yeah, Iowa State. That old Hilton. Hilton Magic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ESPN's Dick Vitale returns to the sideline after taking a break to get cancer treatment. Pretty cool. Uh story seeing him come back and just emotions you know he was uh crying a little bit and good to get him back you know um kind of the voice of um ncaa football or basketball sorry and uh pretty cool to see him come back and just emotions play into that game Mm -hmm. and i don't know if y'all watched that all but that was pretty neat to see him back i'm just waiting for danny to wake up over there yeah no it's awesome I don't <clears throat> I don't know if anybody expected him to come back, especially this soon. Yeah, so, being how old re- he is as yeah. well, too. We didn't know how well he'd recover from that. I don't know what kind of treatment he had, but either way, it beats you up, you know. So it's good to see him back. That voice. Legendary. Um, Dolphins claim running back Philip Lindsay off waivers after being released from the Texans on Tuesday. So yet uh, another mediocre running back mm-hmm. in that backfield. Uh, I don't think that's going to change your fantasy opinion on him on either way. So, no, whatever happened yeah. to him after Denver? Yeah. I don't understand. They just he didn't. So good. They just didn't use no, him. No, they didn't use him. So they didn't. They draft uh, Devontae Booker the next year. Yep. And tried to use him, and it just kind of didn't work out the way they tried to use him. Though. Well, they well they didn't like using. They just didn't like using. Yeah, Plinzi. they didn't. They didn't like using him at all. For even whatever though he's reason, a thousand yard I rusher. Know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the deal was. They just didn't like to. And Houston, same thing. There must be something that 
I don't know if there's something about the guy or what there is, but there's oh, it seems like there's always something that keeps the keeps him from getting the ball. You give it to old Mark Ingram, you give it to David Johnson, who's a shade or you know like sh- a shell of himself. You won't give it to a pretty damn hard runner and is pretty fast runner too. I I don't get it. Do you, on your news, did you have any other running backs getting released? I don't think I heard a big one. Uh, oh, I forgot to put him in. Adrian Peterson, that's right. Adrian Peterson was released from the Tennessee Titans after his three-game stint. I don't know if they really gave him a crack to really ever get rolling either, though. Yeah. yeah. That was, nobody, that was else was, nobody else was really rolling for him, isn't I, well, so I don't one see game, Foreman did okay the one game, and then they basically split carries but didn't do much either way. I think four, what, Foreman only had like 40-something-odd yards <clears throat> in that, though. Like, neither one of them had blown anything out of the Nothing to where you'd think someone would get released is yeah. my point. Yeah. As, well, I guess it was almost as surprising it as was when Le'Veon surprise. did, too. Le'Veon got released, and that, that yeah, would actually and they surprise just me a little bit. called up their other running backs. and you know, It was kind of weird, but I don't know. Maybe there's something else. Maybe he thought he should be getting the ball 40 times a game like old AP. Oh, yeah. Give me the damn ball. <laughs> yeah. You don't lose that mentality, do you? No. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, has named their semifinalists. Uh, with a total of 26 this year. Usually there's 25. There was a tie, so they kept it with 26. doesn't matter. It's going to get whittled down to 15 here in like a week or two. But uh, among this year's semifinals, fi- semifinalists, Jesus, uh, and in their first year of eligibility were Andre Johnson, Demarcus Ware, Anquan Bolden, Devin Hester, Robert Mathis, Steve Smith, and Vince Wilfork. I'll name the rest here in a second, but shoe wins on those first ballot, any of them? For f- and remember, I said first ballot. God, I don't know. And yeah, don't don't, know. don't say anything stupid. I know you're looking at one name over <clears throat> there. Who me? Yeah, you. There's one guy that has like screaming your name on it. Who? I'm actually looking at Robert Mathis, the Colts rusher. Are you okay? Yeah. Possibly. I got, I got one. Will Fork, maybe. I don't know. I, so, I don't okay. Feel real good so, about the so I like two, but I don't think the one's going to get it because they, unless you are the top notch receiver, uh, you're Steve not going Smith? to. So, Steve Smith, Andre yeah. Johnson, uh, they have a bunch of receivers. None of them are going to be first ballot, I don't think. Uh, Andre Johnson just didn't have the touchdowns to match up with all of his yardage, and not necessarily his fault. In my opinion, I think the first ballot guy on that list right there was Devin Hester. Maybe the greatest kick returner of all time. The one dude you do not kick to. Change a game in a heartbeat. The only reason why the Bears were in that Super Bowl against the Peyton Manning-led Colts was Devin Hester. He's what carried that team. So I honestly think it should be him. I think he actually owns a record for the most return touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Easily, he does. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with that. I don't know how they consider special teams – in that respect because he never yeah. really developed so he was the best nobody's even close to him on special teams right yeah. for returning that's what i mean put now him, with that put being him, said put him in as a special team he could never develop into anything else right right so i don't know if that hurts him i don't know how they'll look at that but i i get where you're coming from though yeah but i like for me i guess if you're gonna put any version of a kicker or punter and then why wouldn't you put like the he greatest kick hate returner? kickers man it's so good yeah. well yeah but no i'm just <laughs> i'm actually being serious there yeah. like honestly 
yeah, had the top two scoring or field goal kickers of all time, and they're fine. I get it. But what I'm talking about is, like, you're not going to have the all-time greatest kick returner, kick returner, punt returner, returner of all time. What's it matter if – what what's it matter if you did anything else? Like you were that special at that. That's what right. you did. You know. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. I do like that. Like I said, I, I'm looking at Mathis because uh, he, you know, he leads NFL all time in forced fumbles and strip sacks. Um, Eight time Pro Bowler. Um, you know, over 100 sacks. I don't know. Yeah, that'll be so, interesting. So I'm gonna read off the rest of the 26. And then I'll help you with like that one right there too, because there's a couple other edge rushers that were, and I like Robert Mathis. They had one hell of a duo there, Dwight Freeney and him. Uh Yeah. Fun. Robert Mathis just kind of sat in the back burner quite often. Like he like never, nobody would ever talk about him. He just went out there, did his job. Dwight Freeney was the sexier version, you know? Yep. Right. But, um, the other semifinalists are Eric Allen, Jared Allen. Uh, Jared Allen was a finalist last year also. Willie Anderson, Rondé Barber, Tony Baselli again, uh, Leroy Butler, Eddie George, Torrey Holt. That's also another reason why I don't think another receiver is getting in, by the way, because you're not going to let those guys in over Torrey, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sam, or Reggie, or Reggie Wayne, he's down the list too. Yep. Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Steve Tasker, that's another all-time uh, kick returner, punt returner. Um. Uh, Tasker, uh, Fred Taylor, Zach Thomas, Heinz Ward, Ricky Waters, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, Darren Woodson, and Bryant Young. How many Heinz Ward's been out there before though, too? Right? A yes, for two years now. This will be his third, I think. That's what I was thinking. He might, he might be due. Tory would go first. He Tory. would go ahead of him. I agree with that. Yeah. So unless they let two receivers in, which yeah. I'm not saying won't happen, but would you put? Well, okay, there's there's a good question then. Just right in that same line of conversation, there you were talking about um, Heinz Ward right there. Reggie Wayne, in my opinion, is better than Heinz Ward. I think so too. Personally. And Reggie Wayne's on on there out there too. You know, so I think I, yeah, I think most of those receivers on there are better receivers than Heinz Ward. I think he was, uh, he was a different kind of receiver. Right? He was super physical. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he was everything to the Steelers like for a really long time, right? So maybe it's more important to the Steelers fans. It's kind of one of those things, right? Than everybody else. But so I think the one thing, the major thing I disagree with is like if you're a Hall of Famer, if you're truly a Hall of Famer. Why in the hell is there a limit on how many people can go in every year? You know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. the NBA doesn't stop it at that. Like if you have enough people, they end up they and you get voted, you're going in. So why is it? Why do why do you have to have a limit? You wouldn't have all these guys piling up on each other if you di- just got them out of the way. You know what I'm saying? And they actually, okay, do they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame or not? Do they deserve? Does this one deserve to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? And then after that. Then you like if it, you can pass them down one year because like, that's like a special thing, yeah. You know, it's its own little private club inside the the big old club there. Yeah, but after that, like you should just be a, either they're a hall of yeah. famer or not. End of discussion. I, I think so too. Uh, either they are or they aren't because how how do you say what's better than um, ten thousand career rushing yards and you know eight Pro Bowls or 
you know, whatever it is, he leads the NFL in strip sacks. How how do you, you yeah. know, Devin, Devin Hester changed the game. Nobody would kick to him. Um, yeah. You know, wasn't a receiver, but on his special teams. Right. Play man was just you, outstanding. Can, can you mention? Um, I guess the one thing that the one thing that you can always get brought up and always gets brought up in conversation. I guess whenever they have these um, voting panels and this, that, and the other, right? Can you tell the story of the NFL during a particular decade without mentioning this player? For instance, can you do that without talking about Devin Hester? I mean, technically, yeah. I mean, technically, you can. Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, the quick answer, yeah, I can if I want to. My point is. Do you tell the NFL story without without having like a Devin Hester in that conversation? A Tory Holt in that conversation who was on the greatest show on uh show on turf or whatever the hell it was with the Rams. Mm-hmm. You know, like that that's just me. Like I like and that's one thing that's always stuck in my mind. Right. You know, like if you if you can't tell the story of a decade worth of football or the best story you can tell with uh without telling, you know, mentioning a certain player, then they don't deserve to be in. Or they do deserve to be in based off of doesn't feel right without tell, without saying, hey, this person, that person, you know, Rondé Barber, I could probably go with that. Eddie George, they went to the Super Bowl. He was a huge part of that. Eddie George was on Madden. He was a big-time physical back. He was awesome. Right. He has the stats. Uh, he doesn't have the highest stats of all running backs, but he has more than enough. If you see some of the other ones that are in there. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, you Tough. do you do have to have the stats, too. Don't get me wrong. The Hall of Fame isn't just because you were flashy. Yeah, yeah. You don't put Michael Vick into the Hall of Fame because his stats aren't going to back it, too. You know what I mean? And he, but you can't tell the story. So you see, you, you need both of them is what I'm getting at. You need sure. to be able to tell the story with them, but they need to back it with stats. Yeah. So. A uh, little baseball news. Former Blue Jays starting pitcher Steven Matz and the Cardinals have reached uh, have reached an agreement on a four-year, $44 million deal. Incentives could take it up to $48 million. You were saying something yeah. off air there. So I'm trying to pull it up. I just seen it pop up again. Um, New, York, you, New York Mets owner um, Steve Cohen calls out Matt's agent for unprofessional behavior. Um, I've never, as he says, I'm not happy this morning. I've never seen such unprofessional behavior exhibited by a player's agent. I guess words and promises don't matter. Oh, so weird. So there must have been something kind of in the works that didn't happen. With yeah. The Mets. So um, apparently his agent reached out to the Mets and wanted to return, say, said they were his first choice. Then he, you know, agrees with this deal with the Cardinals. Um, and, yeah. So, I mean, and, at the end of the day, it's a business. Are you offering me more money for my services or not? Yeah. I mean, how, if I produced and, you know, this team offers me $20 million and this team offers me $30 million. I'm going to agree with you on everything you, you're about to say with it. But the <laughs> first, first off, I'll get on that part. But anyone that gets like how much professionalism when they like don't give you a heads up when they're going to cut you or trade you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that teams that own each other. But the funniest part of this whole thing to me from that one, because you said the Mets, right? Yeah. The Mets. Who wouldn't pay Syndergaard? Who are like the Jets. 
uh, dysfunctional as shit. So do you think I give a shit with whether the owner or GM or whoever it is of the Mets think someone's unprofessional? Oh, do you, big guy? Yeah. Oh, do you? <laughs> you know? Right. So he oh, yeah. used you to get a bigger deal. So what? Get over it. Yeah. I mean, there there is some honor there, but at the end of the day, how yeah, they t- did. How- they did draft him. Uh, they did draft him. And he played six years there with uh, uh, the Mets. Yep, yep. But they also traded him too so. to the Blue Jays. Yeah. So where was that? Where was that loyalty? They were too worried about saving money, right, or getting mm-hmm. some version of a draft pick. So, but that's okay. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. Double standard. Always. <laughs> Always. Well, it just it makes sense if you don't think about it, boys. Right. It just makes sense if you don't think about it. Little taste. Uh, Liberty has agreed. Oh, I didn't even. Uh, we can't go rolling on that one. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays shortstop Wander Franco, who's 20 years old, has agreed to a 12-year contract uh, that guarantees him around 185 million. Uh, the deal is worth a maximum of 223 million. Crazy because we talk about um, Tampa not being one of those big spenders ever. You know. Uh, not reaching out and overpaying, and, and not saying they're overpaying because he's a special talent. I actually thought he should have won Rookie of the Year over uh, Rosarina, myself. Um, but, yeah, absolutely, you got to pay him. He's a stud out there, crucial part of the their team and trying to make the run again to the World Series. So. Yeah, the, I mean, <clears throat> I said it earlier, but ultimately they're just going to end up saving themselves money. Instead of trying to give him this contract in a couple of years, when if he keeps developing, he's just going to require so much more. So smart for the team, smart for him. You literally just signed him through his whole prime, like the early yeah. part of his prime, yeah. his building and his prime. Not the part where most of these guys get get a contract and the team that gives them that huge 10-year contract, they get five years of the prime. And then in baseball, usually there's a hard fall. Yep. They literally get to watch this kid grow and watch his prime, his whole prime. The next team that tries to sign him at 32 years old, or uh, I think that's what it was going to be, like 30, 32, 33 years old is going to get the last bit of his prime. And, you know, that's what I'm getting at. So I actually thought it was a great deal. And they never pay anybody. So glad to see that they actually are like, hey, we keep going to the World Series. We keep getting some extra money. Maybe we should actually spend it. Yeah. Yeah. Well played. Uh, Liberty University, Liberty University, whatever it is, has agreed to a new deal with Hugh Freeze that makes him one of the highest paid non-Power 5 coaches. Freeze's total package averages more than $40 million annually over the length of the contract that runs through 2028. Holy shit. At Liberty. At Liberty. At Liberty. That's the biggest. That's a a lot of money. Yeah. He did did build it up. I mean, they went, what, 10 and 1 last year? Remember when we had. Didn't they knock um, Coastal Coastal Carolina Carolina off the, you know, uh, unbeaten unbeaten when they were making the push? In the bowl. In the bowl game. Oh, was it the bowl game? It was in the bowl game, yeah. In the bowl game. Um, So, yeah, but it, it seems crazy money for a small team, you know. Um, yeah, that's small what my name team. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just keep talking about money getting thrown around. James Franklin has agreed to a ten-year contract extension to remain as Penn State's head coach through the twenty thirty-one season. 
Franklin will make $7.5 million in base salaries, uh, supplemental pay, and annual retention bonus. Franklin will also receive an annual loan of $1 million for a life insurance policy through the entirety of the contract. There's a built-in uh, there's built-in incentives throughout uh, that can add extra money, including $350,000 for winning the Big Ten Championship, $400,000 for making the college football playoff, and $800,000 for winning the Natty Championship. Those are peanuts compared to what we just talked about, so... That's crazy to me. <clears throat> Should help four, with recruiting. Four million versus seven point five. So how much was Liberty's? Four or forty? Four. Okay. So I. Oh, you thought it was forty? Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Then I obviously misheard that. Danny's uh, zombieing out over here. Uh, he is getting a little sleepy. But um, yeah, it's good. I mean, they're a good squad, so. He'll be around yeah, for should a help. While. Should help with recruiting. Um, you know. Long-term commitment to the coach. That, can, that it does. Yeah. Um, you know, so anybody goes after, he's like, hey, I'm here for your your time here. So um, stability uh, in that aspect. I was kind of surprised because didn't weren't they kind of picked to be one of the favorites for the Big Ten a couple of years ago, and then they won like three games or something that like that? That was last year. They, that okay? bar- they barely won one game last okay. year. Okay. Yeah. So and then it was kind of looking like, hmm. Um, so, yeah. And then they start off hot, and then they're not now. And yeah, I don't know. I think they just did the um, they did the Iowa thing. They did the Kirk Friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see anything more special about him. He he can he has the ability to develop some of his talent. I will give him that. Versus some of these coaches, but they're gonna be dealing with the same thing we do, and they're on the other side of the Big Ten. So you're constantly battling Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State, right? And then the occasional one year wonder Indiana's that'll pop up. You know, because that happened, that happened last year. Or whatever, was that last year, two years ago, two years ago? Whenever it was, either way. Yeah, but, I think last year. But I think they're, he's kind of that same thing. Like, okay, you'll, you're, that's a nice coach. You'll average about eight wins a season. Eight to, you'll have like an eight-win season consistently, and then you'll spike one year because that's what Iowa does too. And you'll hit up to like ten wins one year and give you – Give your uh, fan base and everybody uh, false hope, thinking that you can really compete at uh, the top four. That's my opinion, at least. Keeping with college football, undefeated Cincinnati joins Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama in the college football playoff top four. It is the first time in the eight-year history of the college football playoff. Uh, that a team from a group of five conference has cracked the top four in the selection committee's rankings. Danny, need some words from you, brother. Yeah, that's a big deal. <clears throat> now I'm just – I hope they can keep it, uh, depending on what happens with Ohio State, Michigan. Um, but uh, I don't see them climbing up any higher. And so that if it continues on this path, that game against Georgia – I don't like that. So I haven't looked. So I I looked earlier. I cannot remember who they play. This week I'm I'm trying to pull it up right now, but they are fourteen. If I remember correctly, on the on the spread, they're fourteen and a half point favorites. Come on, pull up. We're almost there. I don't know what they can do because at the end of the day, let's East say Carolina, I think, wasn't it? There you go. That yeah. is it. 
and East Carolina can throw up some points. Um, I think they still need to throttle them, right? Because this is have it. To. This is it, gentlemen. Uh, we have Ohio State and Michigan this weekend. Right. That's going to tell a lot. Um, if who's right? Because who's right behind him? Is it Notre Dame? Well, Michigan, Michigan is Michigan, and that's going to be crucial. But Notre Dame, who lost to them? Yep. Um, Oklahoma State. That'll be interesting. What happens in the Bedlam, and then the big Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Yep. Regardless, um, so each have one loss, right? Right. But it goes Oklahoma State, Baylor, Ole Miss, then Oklahoma. Okay. So. Uh, so It'll be real interesting what happens in that Big 12 if Oklahoma goes win and win. Okay. Do they jump up and Michigan if Michigan loses to Ohio State, you know, and Oklahoma State wins out, will they be four? I mean, the wins are better. Yeah, that's that's why since he has to throttle them. They this have weekend. to throttle them. Uh, I think there's no doubt. Like you finally got your you finally got enough recognition where you crack this, right? And the only way you keep this, because East Carolina isn't bad. They're 7-4, and 5-2 and two in their conference. So they're not a horrible team, and it's at East Carolina, so it's going to be a road game. They're still heavily favored, though, so they need to make sure they hit that. I think they need to basically beat them by, like, two touchdowns. I'm not saying it needs to be anything ridiculous. It doesn't need to be three touchdowns, four touchdowns. It doesn't have to be that, but you need to do this convincingly on the road on a, at, a, at a decent team's house. Mm-hmm. And uh, but that being said, I mean, is there any way that Ole Miss can slide up in there? They're number nine. You know, another another thing that is going to be real interesting here. Um, you know, I think Alabama may win this um, Iron Bowl game or whatever. They're going to play Georgia in the SEC title game. If they lose again, why why would the committee go? Okay, let's leave them out and throw somebody else in. Like, they've already shown they can't beat this Georgia team um, by leaving a two-loss Alabama. We've seen it before, right? We've seen it before. So but that was going to be my next question for you. Here's the most intriguing one for me. The, like, where something like this could happen, right? Or a two-loss team. And it isn't even going to come out of the SEC for me. Now, like, you shouldn't be surprised by that coming out of my mouth. But what happens if Michigan beats Ohio State in a close game? Michigan would obviously go into the four, right? But Ohio State hung on the road at Ann Arbor in a rivalry game, and the college football playoff committee already loves Ohio State. How many how many that, losses does that Michigan put, have? One. One. But Michigan would go and probably roll up in the Big Ten championship, so they would get their they would get that spot. They I think we sh- I think we all basically agree that they would swap spots, right? I mean. If Ohio State yeah. wins, they'll stay there. Yeah. If Ohio State loses, Michigan will take that two spot, right? Because they have the, they have one loss also, and you beat the number two team in the nation, or they'd be in the three. They'd be one. They'd be two or three, I should say. But I think there's a shot that Ohio State can still stay in there if they if they keep this game close. Maybe I don't know. Say, but if they lose in Michigan, so then Michigan would go to the Big Ten championship. Yep. Say they lose. No, oh, now that now it's getting real ugly. I was, I was gonna say there there you go. Cincinnati slides in. Oklahoma State if they win out slides in. And I think Oklahoma it, State could Dame. slide in. I, I I mean, but I'm saying if Oklahoma State loses, that's know, where this kind of goes. It's there's still um, there's a, still a lot going on. It's a, a small lot going it's a on. it's a very small huge step all at the same time. Yeah. I think. But I think one big thing that you hit on Rio was if Bama goes on and loses to Georgia. 
I think the logic is there to not put him in. Right. They That's, can't win That would it, be so. the best thing for Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. Because they could slide to that three and play somebody like Ohio State in the first round. And I think that's a way better matchup for them. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants to versus, play Georgia one. Right. Group. Not at all. It, that'll just – and that'll help, I think, future too, right, for these teams that are non-Power 5 because then they won't get slapped up as bad, I don't think. Um, if they're, if that's they're, the best situation for them for sure. If there's one team – this is my roll tideism in me, but if there's one team that can beat, it, beat Georgia, it is Alabama. Let's not kid ourselves. They are that they they're they are the swinging dicks of the NCAA, gentlemen. They have the most five stars. They have the most. They have the best recruits. Georgia's playing great football. I'm not trying. I'm not. I I'm, I jumped off the wagon of beating up on them. I don't. I did that a few weeks ago. Jumped off and stopped. But let's keep it real. Alabama and what they do and what they've done throughout their last ten plus years. Georgia's just now doing this. Georgia has been the little brother. Let's not forget that either. When this game goes down, experience means everything. And Saban's been there. Yeah. So I and I they have the players. Alabama's offense has not stopped rolling. Their defense has been yeah. Right. We talked about it. One week they'll look like the like a top tier defense. The next week they're giving up thirty something points. I'm just saying Georgia's not going to not going to shut down Alabama. Georgia. Beat up Arkansas, Alabama. You're, are you bringing up Arkansas as a conversation? Yeah, <laughs> yes. One by a touchdown. Arkansas. Right. Alabama lost to A and M. Right. Georgia's never been in a close game this season, dude. Right, so, and that'll so may, hurt them. Maybe they keep them out. Maybe they keep them out to draw more interest. They're okay, also, Alabama's finally not. They're in. also not rolling with fr- like a bunch of freshmen either. They they didn't have that much turnover compared to what Alabama has, and Alabama's still been rolling. I, I'm going with experience on it. When that game goes down, they're going to, and I actually think they're going to throttle Georgia. Ooh. Throttle by, by double wager. digits minimum. Okay, so Whiskey then wager. That's a new conversation. Right here, yeah. That's a new conversation, though, okay? That's different. If Bama loses, I think we're all on the same page. Yeah, they're Alabama's got to. Right? I mean, they have to, right? Yeah, you'd think they'd drop if out. If they don't, then I'm like, I may be done just watching the college football playoff, yeah, and rigged, I love watching rigged, that. Yeah. Rigged at that point. It but, is. But then Georgia, what? That's the worst if case Georgia scenario loses, is Alabama wins, though. If Georgia I loses, yeah. they both get in. They both get in. If Georgia loses, they both get in. Yeah. And so we head for a rematch of the SEC title as the national championship game probably, Yes, right? most. Eh, I don't know. Let's, Alabama, let's, see, here's the thing. Al, he, he touched on it. Alabama's defense has been so suspect that yeah. you get, uh, say, Ohio State, and they're rolling offense, right? Um, they could knock them off, you know? I don't count Ohio State out of this yet. Like, there's, there's a different feel about this team. I want to see how they play against Michigan. I want to see that, too. I wanna, I'm really curious about see, that. When I see, when I say all this, I actually think Jim Harbaugh has been nothing but beat up on and t- kicked. And even this week, I actually think they get the upset. Uh, do I you want to go whiskey wager on that SEC game that they don't – Alabama does not beat them by double digits? Here we go. Hey, you want some – you see, you're trying to get low hanging fruit. I'll take Alabama to win the game. Okay. And you're going to take I'm Georgia. Just take Georgia straight up. Yep. Okay. Let's do it. Whiskey wager of the night. I hope you I start both quarterbacks. Because neither one of them are like Bryce Young's left testicle. What? Bryce Young's a stud. He is. Yeah. 
You put it um, out. So now that we're saying this, you're just going to take your whiskey wager that Oregon's not going to get in? Yeah, there's you no way you pop that or what? You ever once brought it up? We just talked <laughs> about all the uh, craziness that could happen. Bring your argument up right now how Oregon gets into this. Go. <laughs> we just talked about it. There's a ton of teams that could lose ahead of them. We did not talk about and Oregon no, at all, though. No, we just talked about all the other teams. <laughs> Mississippi, I, like I just said, losing. Ole Miss has there's, a better shot of getting in than, there's a lot of than you guys. There's a lot of magic. There's a lot of magic. <laughs> They do like them jerseys. They do. Uh, yeah. I think Oklahoma State has the big would be the biggest benefactor of Alabama losing. Yeah, they're gonna slide in. If, um, if they take care of business, though. Yeah, they, they gotta, gotta win take care back of their to back. Own. Yep, they gotta, they win gotta win back beat back. Oklahoma twice, which is a tall task. Oh. So. Yeah. I think that's what I had, gentlemen. Boom! I love it. Well, let's roll into some picks for the weekend. Um, Rio, what you got going on, man? All right, we'll start with some uh, college picks. T- my first one, TCU at Iowa State. They're 14.5-point underdogs. I'm taking them to cover this. Um, not win this game. I think they keep it within 10. You know, their offense can score, and Iowa State's defense isn't that great. I'm not even sure this gets to be in a high-score game. I didn't look at the over. Maybe I did, and, and I'm not taking it. Um, but this will be a closer game. 14.5 seems like a lot um, with that offense and how Iowa State's defense has been playing. Um, I'm uh, taking Washington. They're 1.5 favorites over Washington State. I say they win by at least 10. Um, they're going to put up some points in this game, I think. Um but it's going to be like a 20 to 35 kind of game uh, for Washington to win. Um, a lot of, a lot of rivalry games this week. Yeah. Um, I'm taking LSU to beat Texas A&M. They are six and a half point underdogs. I believe they're at home. I'm also in that game taking the over at 47 and a half. Um, I'm thinking offenses are going to light it up and LSU's going to win this game. You think they're um, going to win that? I think they're going to win this game. It's uh, you it's know, their it's their up, it's yeah. their uphill. You know, okay. they they're like this. It's time, it's their up. Uh, I was version I was thinking week. about it a little bit too. Death Valley. That yep. So um, and here <coughs> we go. I'm rolling on BYU covers a six and a half favorites over USC. They win this by ten. I think they're gonna run all over them. Just Back ride, on that train. I've been riding, riding that riding train. Riding them cougars. It, it was awesome because I rode them and then like I got off of them and you know they lost whatever and then I got back on and they won. Tell you what, I've been riding BYU. I think I got like I'm four hundred dollars I've won off BYU this year. We'll take that. That's not bad at all. Yeah. All right. So uh, upset side of things. Uh, Rio, who's Texas play this weekend? Kansas State. All right. So I'm picking Kansas State over Texas. Uh, Kansas State is that's upset. Two and a half point. Uh, Texas is two and a half point favorites over K State. Wow. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> wow. So uh, I'm going to take K-State over that. I think this could easily be a game where Texas just <laughs> decides to say fuck it and, you know, put the throttle down and win because they, they don't have nothing to play for. Uh, but I don't think they will. I think they just continue to fall apart. Things are looking rough. Uh, so K-State there. Um, Michigan I've got to cover against Ohio State. It's seven and a half um, in favor for Ohio State. I think, I think this is a close game. It's in Michigan. Uh, the matchup isn't great. This is kind of Michigan likes to kind of punch you in the mouth, and uh, Ohio State. I'll be, I'll be bought in if they can whoop up Michigan the same way they did Michigan State. Okay, I'll, mm. I'll say that. Um, <clears throat> I've got for Auburn. being for being national title contenders. Yeah, hundred okay. percent. Yep. 
Um, I've got Auburn to cover against Bama. I know the quarterback's out, but that game, 19.5, just doesn't seem right. And this is the exact same line that Ohio State and Michigan State had last weekend, and I said the same damn thing. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but they always play each other close in this Iron Iron Bowl. So we'll take Auburn to cover that. Um, Michigan State has fucking got to be pissed off about that game last weekend. So I just think they throttle Penn State. I know they got to go to Penn State, but Penn State's only favored by one and a half, but I think Michigan State takes care of business there. And uh, I've got Kentucky over Louisville. Louisville's favored by two and a half. I think Kentucky actually beats Louisville in this game. I just think they're a better team. And yeah, I was looking at that one too. I'll probably end up betting it as well. I was a little surprised Louisville was favored there. Yeah, but, yeah. me too. Yeah. Um, and I've only got a couple locks in college this week. Um, after Utah's big win, I think they keep rolling and they beat the shit out of Colorado. Uh, they're favored by 23-and-a-half. They probably win by, like, 35. Um, Colorado's just not very good. They tend to get beat up every weekend. Um, and then Oklahoma State against Oklahoma. I've got Oak State to cover uh, that 4-and-a-half against Oklahoma. I think they win by touchdown, 10 points, something like that. All right. Uh some of these are going to be echoing the same sentiment here. Uh, I have Michigan covering that uh, seven and a half at home against Ohio State. I am leaning more towards Michigan outright winning this just because I think they're due. Not because of any – I can't give you any other reason. But if I had to – if I actually had to bet, like, my fucking life savings on it, I'd have to go Ohio State, right, because they've been rolling. But there's just some – Weird feeling about this one. Either way, I think Michigan State's going to get inside that seven for sure. I think this would be a lot closer what they than what they have been doing against each other. So Ohio State has owned them. So you think more than anything, you think Harbaugh's due, right? Yeah. Because he, since he came back, had he has he ever been Ohio no. State? No, he's right. not. So, so I think it's just flat out due. Yeah. This is maybe one of their best shots because, I mean, it is so at the end of the day, no matter how special he has been, how special he does play, and he's the Heisman favorite right now, according to Vegas. Um, Stroud is still a freshman. Freshmen do make mistakes every so often. So I mean, that, if if he has a shot, that's what I'm getting at. If he has this, may be one of his better shots. Yeah, I I tell you what, the going into it's uh, Ann Arbor, right? Yep, it's in Ann Arbor. Going there for this game as a freshman is. It's gonna the be tough. House. Yeah. It's gonna be tough, man. That those fans are gonna come loud. Yeah. Uh, I have o- Oregon State covering seven and a half at your Oregon Ducks. I'm not gonna. I'm not getting ballsy enough to say flat out upset victory, but I, I think this will definitely be a lot closer. I'm talking about three or less, like two, one, somewhere in that ballpark. It will be something weird. When Oregon State has been bad. I think they call this one uh, the Civil War. I think that's what this one's called. Um, their tradition of playing each other. Um, even when Oregon State was bad, like multiple years, I've I remember watching the Beavers actually beat the Ducks in this game. So, yeah, I, I like that one. I think the this is going to say a lot about Oregon after getting their asses whooped, right? Like, yeah. how how are you going to come back? So either close game, possibly lose. Or they better beat him by 30. You know, yep. like it's going to be one or the other. So uh, I have same thing you had there. I had uh, Kentucky plus two and a half at Louisville. 
Don't know why. It's probably a weird. It's probably weird. It's something we don't know. Yeah. Or that we're misinformed on, but something just weird. Plus two and a half. I was like, all day. All Thank day. you. All day. Yep. Yeah. Um, my Stone Cold locks. I have Ole Miss at Mississippi State over 64 and a half. I'm not going to get ballsy and pick the. If I had to pick, I would still roll with Ole Miss. Okay. Um, but Mississippi State yeah. is hard at home. The old, what is that? The old cowbells, Doc Prescott's alma mater there. Mm-hmm. They do that fucking bell cow down there. But uh, I have 64 and a half all day. This is going to be a shootout. So, um, Tulsa at SMU. I have SMU covering six and a half. Um, and then my final one was uh, Cal at UCLA, and I have UCLA covering six and a half. I think they're way, a way better team than Cal. So, I think that should be. And under, uh, we're very, we're very uh, cautious with rivalries so yeah but that being said ucla is the by far more superior team this year so this should and feels like double digits i'm not gonna say it's going to but it feels like it should be yeah i like that one too that's what i got for college gents boom what's up in the nfl all right moving to nfl picks uh i'm on board patriots cover the six and a half um their favorites over the titans um, I'm also taking the over at that 44. Um, Titans defense is not that great. Um, I think they're going to put at least 30 up themselves. Hey, the can, Patriots. You, can you guys give me a hand check over there? <laughs> we are, yeah. I'm just curious. Rio I mean, is not only on board, he's off board the Titans, so just to be clear. Off board the Titans, yeah. I think uh, Patriots so are going to put up like so at least 30 you, themselves. You two with the Colts and the Patriots and your gingerly touching tips is what you're getting at? Yes. That is awesome uh, okay. because I'll roll right in my next picks. <laughs> Colts, <laughs> I'm taking the Colts to beat the Bucks. They are um, three underdogs, three-point underdogs. At home. Um, I'm, th- I'm thinking they're going to go play them tough. They're going to run all over them. Um, beat Avea, still not back yet. So I am... He's on board of the Colts this week. <laughs> Brainwash him. I don't know what the hell is going yeah, on what that the side heck? of the table. I don't know. It's getting weird up here. Tell it's getting real weird. Um, Pittsburgh. Noises. Um, they're going to cover that four and a half at Bengals. They're underdogs. Like I think we talked before in uh, other episodes, this division just plays close games no matter what. If if it's anything over three, you I almost take it every time. Um, yeah. This is going to be a field goal game, it seems like. They're going to play them tough no matter what. Bengals have been slipping. Pittsburgh's kind of up and down. It'll be a close three-point game. Um, I'm also taking the Rams. They're one-point favorites uh, to beat the Packers. I say they beat them by like 10. Packers haven't looked that impressive. Um, Something's just not right yet with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think the Rams are coming off the bye weeks. They're fresh, ready to get after it, and I think they beat the Packers by at least 10. And that's my picks. Boom, I like that. I like that. Um Upset picks real quick. Um, I'm actually going to call the Lions' first victory of the year against the Bears. Um, so the Bears are plus three. Or sorry, you read my notes. Yeah, you son yeah. Of so the Lions head. are plus three here. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the Lions over the Bears. I, I think they've got a good shot. I've got who's uh, Andy Dalton, right? Is quarterback, um, but their coach is still Matt Nagy. Um, the Thanksgiving, it's. The Lions week to play every year. I think they come. I think this is finally when they get that dub. Much needed for them. Um, the other upset, I've only got two in the NFL this week. I've got the 
Jags over the Falcons. Falcons somehow are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Maybe uh, Cordero is going to be back. I don't know why they're even favorites in this game other than the Jags aren't that good of a team. But um, I've got the Jags over the Falcons there. <clears throat> and then for Stone Cold Locks here, I've got the Pats over the Titans. Same thing as you, Rio. I think this the Patriots are just going to dominate this game. Um, I've actually got the Eagles to not only – well, I guess more than cover um, against the Giants. They're favored by three and a half. They probably win by 14. And uh, I've got the Chargers to cover against the Broncos as well. Um, Chargers are two and a half. It seems like they're starting to get the wheels turning again. And uh, they should they should be able to take care of business there. I know it's in Denver, but they should be fine. Um, I'm really excited for that Colts game. I've actually, that could be like a, I, God, and I feel like when we say this, it's the opposite. But this this could be like, you know, a 37-34 game. Like, this could be insane. And actually, in Indy, what did I say that last time Tennessee played them? The the winner always scores over 31 points. So it's going to be a high-scoring game. But I've got the Colts to cover as well. I think they're going to take care of business in a crazy exciting game against the Bucks. We have a lot of the same games, different outcomes, though. So that, so that means I'm 100% right. You're wrong. Um, no, misinformed. Misinformed. Yeah. So. We, we as a group are misinformed. You are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. D- tell uh, me, please number, tell me you picked the Titans. Number one, Titans oh cover that six and a half at Ooh. the Pats all damn day. All day. They win this game. I wasn't even going to say win. Now I am just because you two are over there circle jerking each other. They they win this game. All right. We're warm whiskey wager. Yeah. All day. The bottle. The bottle. Let's not even make it a – Yeah. I'm, all day. I'm tired of watching this little slugfest between you two over there. I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm done. You're upset because you've been wrong. That's all this I'm is. I'm not I'm not wrong. The, right. pa- the Pats are not that good. Calm down. Oh, man. Come on. Let's get that down. With my bias. So, uh, Danny and Jimmer, huh? Yeah, Pats, Titans, straight up. Yeah. Straight up, I get six and a half. No, you just said <laughs> I did say they win. win. They are nice going to win. try. They are going to win. I, and I feel confident with that. Vegas should be ashamed giving Titans six and a half. You're, you're nuts. We can just clip that and play that yeah. as he's taking a shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> kind of Bring like his Giants I'm not taking wins. a shot. <laughs> I'll be pouring the shot for Danny. <laughs> because I know what happens when he pours his own shot. He puts it down here and then says that's a shot. Hey, there shouldn't that line shouldn't be there. That's all I know. You I should fill the, the whole thing. Line. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I am on board with you. One thing that we are going to agree with. I had the lions covering that three against the bears. I had the lions winning this. Yes, and sir. this is, this is no more than just purely. This is the lions tradition. This is, they were the first team to start playing on Thanksgiving day. If they don't get up for this game, the bears are down. They're going to Andy Dalton, little controversy in their locker room with the head coach and to where enough to where, uh, one of their executives has to come down and tell them that they're not going to fire Nagy. This is the best shot I think the Lions really do have. Don't forget. Let's make sure I'm right on this. Goff isn't playing, right? Goff is playing. He is playing now? Yeah, he has a very good chance of playing. My confidence isn't as high. Oh, but good you know, Lord. Stop. No. I'm still picking no, They I are w- 37 and 42, and I think it said one on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And two. They have two ties on Thanksgiving. Yep. 37 42 and 2. Yeah. I oh, I didn't mean I didn't mean they own it. I just mean like literally that this is their tradition. They've yeah. been playing for that many years. So but that being said, I 
I just think this is it. And I feel a hell of a lot more confident with Jared Goff. Like I'm way more <laughs> me and York. I'm completely different. I, how, how could you feel confident saying that if it was Tim Boyle? Yeah. They lost. Yeah, they what was your interesting stat before? Go ahead. You said this the other night. What was Tim Boyle's? Yeah, his college stats: yeah, one touchdown and thirteen interceptions. But you feel more confident with him than Jared Goff. I just don't like what I've seen out of Goff this year. Jared Goff played in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Tim Boyle. How did he do touchdown? in that Super Bowl? That that was a very close game. They lost what twelve to fourteen? Is that what that was? It was a low-scoring affair. It was a boring game. I don't think he had a touchdown in that game. I think it was three points or something. Was it? Yeah. I can't remember what it was. It was like 12-3 to a, three or 10-3. to three It was a, it was a weird, low-scoring. It yeah. was a boring game. I don't even remember watching it because it just wasn't popular. Okay, hold on. I, I, I think you may be misinformed. Tim Boyle? The backup for the Lions. Yeah, yeah. no. His, uh, his college statistics are 12 touchdowns, 26 interceptions, uh, 3,300 yards. What was his last year in college? Um, 11 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 2,000 yards. Did he have a year in which his, he is accurate, though? Um, he does have one touchdown and three interceptions in 2014, but he played he played nine he played nine games that maybe time. you meant like the so maybe no, you meant for the, ratio. the record I took literally took this from we all listened to them fantasy footballers they mm. went on a tangent about this. Because he's a backup quarterback, and those were his stats. So, gentlemen, um, you might want to check your stats on that. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, maybe they're. Would they say one and one and thirteen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they maybe, met, maybe they maybe they met the ratio. Yeah. Because what was that? There was a thirteen rate, uh, difference right there, wasn't there? There's a one touchdown and three interceptions. No, I'm talking about his overall. Say his overall again. Oh, um, twelve and twenty-six. Yeah. So was that fourteen? Fourteen differential. Maybe that's what they meant. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, either way. So, we're like I said, we're touching on a lot of the same games. I have the Giants covering that three and a half, and this is because of the division purely. Uh, this isn't me thinking that they're even going to get a victory. I'm going to actually lean on what Rio was saying. Anytime I see anything, especially that half point, I love that half point over three because three is like that line in these. I'm not saying it's – I'm not saying it can't be a blowout. I'm not saying it can't be, but it seems that these land at that three-point mark quite often and inside that. So I love seeing that three and a half. And right. No matter how bad that. the teams are, yeah. it's always just they they slug, they slug it out. So uh, And this is at the Giants, so I feel pretty confident. Everyone's riding these ridiculous eagles. Fly, eagles, fly, blah, 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 blah. Like we still remember this is nothing has really changed as in personnel. Maybe maybe they've changed some uh, some scheming. Maybe Nick Sirianni isn't just a complete bubbling moron, but we'll see. I'm gonna, I'm still going to take the Giants cover that. Sure. Uh, I have the Bills minus six at Saints. Uh, this feels like a weird one, though. Bills have not been playing that good. The Saints have every reason to lay this six all day. I mean, they're playing with their backup quarterback, potential backup running back, maybe even the third string one. They're, they have no receivers to really speak of, and it feels like they should get throttled, right, is what they should, but doesn't it also kind of feel like one of those weird things, like you you put all your chips in on this, and it's going to be a stupid low-scoring game where they maybe the Bills still win, but they only win by like a field goal, like a last-second field goal or some shit like that. Yeah, it feels like a but I'm still, some Hill game to me. Yeah, to something honest, weird, something right? Weird, yeah. I'm still going to take the Bills minus six. 
Not I, I have that as a lock. So touchdown, please. Touchdown, please. <laughs> uh, I have the Ravens minus three and a half at home against the Browns. I think this should be all day. What did I, I see? Speaking of that, Hunt is he's coming back. I saw something come across that he's Kareem. Yeah, maybe he's able to practice. I don't. I don't remember what it was though. Uh, he should be. I mean, on yeah. So so too. they activate. You have like a three week window that you get activating practice without being on the active roster. So maybe that's what you saw. Okay. Yeah, that must have been it. Got it. Because that team will change quite a bit when he comes back too. I think they'll be stronger. So. I think they'll be stronger, but it's still Baker back there. I was going to say, does he throw the ball? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, the Ravens should get their their stud quarterback back. This is at Baltimore. I know I just went on a tangent about the three and a half and anything over a half, but something doesn't feel right with the Browns. They barely eked one by two. and The Ravens, I just feel like they're going to – they're gonna sh- they're gonna shut the Browns down. It's gonna be a low scoring for the Browns affair. I actually think the Ravens cover this by like ten points. So, uh, and then my final one, uh, you already touched on it. Uh, I agree. Chargers minus two and a half at the Broncos. Kind of rolling right now. Kind of got a little bit of swag, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the Broncos, you don't know what you're getting. So yes, could this go the other way? Absolutely. But ultimately. It's the Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the I think this is kind of like a pivot game for the Chargers. Like if you and I'm not saying like it's a true test or anything like that. Like that isn't what I'm getting at, but what I am saying is Chargers take care of business here. Like you should. I understand it's on the road, I understand it's a vision, all that shit, but show that you do belong. Make me look like a genius because I said that I'm hopping on your AFC bandwagon here. <laughs> so and that's where I'm at. So, boom, easy enough. So, uh, here's the deal. Today, we start a tradition with the Three Gig Sports Podcast, and we're actually going to do a little bit of uh, kind of a daily fantasy for the Thanksgiving Day games. A turkey bowl called the Turkey Bowl. Yeah, Turkey Bowl picks. Gobble gobble. And so, uh, Jimmer was nice enough to write down. The name, so we're going to do a quarterback, two receivers, two running backs, and a tight end. And uh, Jimmer's got the names written down. What's going to happen here is we already went through that bullshit Jimmer had us do a little bit ago, pick a number. <laughs> yeah, well, Danny still ended up with number one. And, and uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and draft, and we'll give you guys the results the next time we're on. Um, this will be pretty fun, though. So let's get this shit kicked off, Jimmer. Uh, you are up, my man. You are on the clock. So the only rule that the only no, actually we don't even have to put that because we don't have bench spots. So no, there is nothing. Just it's gonna come around. Just snake back around. We're base our. We are going to base our scoring off of our fantasy league that we all three are in. Okay. So that's that's why I thought it was the fairest, easiest way. Because then we can just look up our stuff as we. Yeah. Probably pretty um, easy. Well, we like to. I guess I don't know what we want to throw on it though. Are we throwing some on this. Uh, yeah, the two losers do a uh, warm whiskey wager. Do a warm whiskey shot. Do you we're want more? We're getting wasted. Friday? Friday show? Whoa. You are. Well, you will. But well, I think you, you have something you haven't paid. Like, you saw oh, the Oregon one, I know. Yeah, you definitely got to take that. I have one left, yeah. Or possibly one left. That's it. Well, yeah. then, I mean, possi- are you still riding the possibly? I'm just saying. Jesus. 
You just said Old Miss could make it in, uh, so relax. <laughs> the SEC, right. brother, the SEC. All right, Danny, you uh, You're got number one. Yep. All right, let's check it out. I don't think this will be too bad. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, so number one pick for this day is going to be DeAndre Swift. I knew you were going to do it. That's your guy. DeAndre Swift. Where you got there, Real? Oh, right. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with... Jeez. It's tough. I'm going to go with my guy. He's been playing okay. Got a little banged up, buddy. Practice fully. Zeke Elliott. Easy. I had a feeling you weren't going to pick Dak. Just sneaky Almost suspicion. like we've seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ooh, I wonder where they're at points-wise because they both missed a game now. Oh, yeah. That's true. That is, Dak uh, just shit the bed, would, though. So That would be yeah. interesting. Um, I think I am going to go. doesn't matter. I got the snake here. Cowboys have who? Um, Raiders. Raiders, yes. Raiders. And Josh Allen has that. Saints. Saints. And that's at the Saints. Yep. I think I am going to do. I'm going to do Dak Prescott. Okay. And then I'm going to do. David Montgomery. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Da- yeah, David Montgomery. Okay. There you go. All right. Let me take a look. Um. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Josh Allen. Well played. That one was, yeah, that that one was, was tough for me. It really was. It just... I don't want to be left with Trevor Simeon, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Taysom Hill is out there. <laughs> Taysom the Hill is out there. And you can use him wherever. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah you can. Yeah, I'll end up taking uh, – Yeah, I'll do Stefan Diggs right here. Diggsy. Diggsy uh, boy. All right. Uh, we'll go Diggs. Hey, uh, real quick, I did look this up. Lamar, they both missed one game. Uh, Lamar leads Dak by 25 points. All right. Hmm. Working out so far. All right. So I got Stefan Diggs, and I'm going to take Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard. Interesting. Locking up your running backs. Uh, that being said, the Ravens have had their haven't had their bye yet. Have, have the sure? Cowboys? I think they have. Have the Cowboys? 
Have the Ravens not? I swear they did. The Cowboys did have their bye, yeah. The Cowboys did have Cowboys their bye. Cowboys did. I don't I'm think the Ravens, sure the Ravens have. Did, too. did they? I, yeah, I think they I'm pretty sure well, they you did should too. know of all people. Did you have to pull them out of your lineup? That's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure you had to pull I played one somebody. Time. Pretty sure. Um, oh, it's my pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they had their bye. Okay. Week eight. Boom. We All got, right, back, we got? To, back to my pick. I'm going to take... Um, give me Darren Waller. Darren Waller. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Thought about it, too. The premier one. I am going to take... This could be one hell of a gamble. Are we putting a curveball in here? Are we putting in a... I don't know. You're the guy who wrote cu- all the ones down. Yeah. <laughs> we should have known. He uh, slid someone in there I'm that he's going to take. I'm going to roll the dice, and this could hurt because he may not play. I'm going to go C.D. Lamb. I think he plays. He looked, uh, looked like he would. C.D. And then my next one Cooper's is on going there, but he's be... not going to play, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to go I'm gonna go Josh Jacobs. Right? He's gotta have a good game sometime here, yeah. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. His name is my name too. And when everyone goes out. All right. I am going to go with. Ooh, this is tough. Give me Gallup. I think they get on the same page this week. All right. And I'll do uh, Mooney. And. Hmm. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take Taysom Hill. You don't have him on here. No, you don't. But, and uh, you, no, you can absolutely. But I'm taking Taysom Hill. Okay. Uh, what are you taking him under? Quarterback, baby. Oh, you are. Well, yes, he, sir. Yeah. Oh, you could have put him under tight end. Yeah. Could have. Okay. Final decision is Taysom Hill. Oh shit. Rolling the dice. I feel like it's a Taysom Hill game. So, did did you have two running backs? Yep. Who was the other one? I accidentally just cleared it. Pollard. DeAndre Swift and Pollard. who? Okay. Accidentally cleared it. Uh, I'm taking Zach I did Moss next. Zachariah Moss. Always end up with the Bills running backs, bro. I do. <laughs> I just never get the right one. <laughs> so now Singletary will go yeah, off. Of and I, I won't play him in our other league, right? So. <laughs> Zach Moss. All right. Um, so I am up. I have two left. I need a receiver and a tight end. So we're, I guess it doesn't really matter because I get whatever. Um, I'm going to roll the dice with Dawson Knox, though. I think uh, Hawkinson is out there. That is my guy. Just old boy just hasn't been on the same page with him, though. I just I think I'll roll the dice with that. 
high-end touchdown. There we go. Probability on that one. So Dawson Knox. And I need one more wide receiver. I think I am going to take. Why not? They're going to have to throw, right? <coughs> Hunter Renfro. All right. Yeah, they're going to have to for sure. So, that off, that off. I'm surprised none of you wanted Derek Carr. No. You didn't want, you didn't want old D Carr. You want to roll the dice with the Taysom Hill. Yeah, I got to back up what I'm saying. <coughs> I feel like it's a Hill game for some reason. Yeah. He could end up with zero for me. So Or he could end up with some stupid. Yeah, yep. Take exactly. uh, Allen Robinson. All right. He's shown a little bit the last couple of weeks. At least one good play that I remember. Well, this well, may, I think this may help him, you. Actually. I think Nag- Nagy gets him involved, right? He's on the hot seat. Well, Andy Dalton and, being right. the quarterback. Well, Andy Dalton's going to throw. He's not going to run the ball. That should help me. All right. Hawkinson gets it done. Got Hawkinson. All right. Speaking of Nagy, did you see uh, Fire Nagy chance at <laughs> his, uh, I think it was like his kid's football game or basketball game. I As can't remember what it was. They started to break out, and he was in the crowd when it was uh, going down. Yikes! Yeah. Pretty funny. That's what that's what it should be though. At He's Bulls not. games, the chants going. Yeah, like it's all over the place. We'll go over it real quick. So my team: Dak Prescott, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, C.D. Lamb, which is a roll of the dice. Uh, Hunter Renfro and Dawson Knox. Rio, yours. You want me to say? It? Uh, Josh Allen, Zeke. Zach Moss, Michael Gallup, Allen Robinson, uh, Darren Waller. There we go. Yeah, Taysom Hill, DeAndre Swift, Tony Pollard, Stephon Diggs, Darnell Mooney, and TJ Hawkinson. There we go, gentlemen. Our very first Turkey Bowl. Turkey Bowl. Turkey In Bowl, the baby. We'll see how she all breaks out. Yeah, we'll Somebody put uh, some whiskey up on that. We'll have Jimmer put this list on Facebook and see what you guys think. See who's... Uh, Who's going to win this tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. Well, we already know who's going to. But Well, you just went last to first, so that was actually well played on your part. You mean where I let you get first, what? too? It do, yeah, it doesn't first matter which way it here. goes. Yeah, he, the same guy that picked Taysom Hill as his quarterback when yeah, Derek Carr was exactly. still on the... Are you kidding me? <sighs> Real. Which I'm surprised you didn't. You said he's you'd love him over Dak, and you took him, so how the hell? For fantasy? Gee, are yeah. you kidding me? I'm about victory. You. What the heck? Derek, he, Derek, Derek Carr's team is crashing around him. You've been a Derek Carr truther yeah. for the longest time, bro. And then now you I shit am. on him? Okay. So have you. Don't sit there trying to slide You were just fighting like last <laughs> podcast about he's better than Dak. He is better than Dak, yes. And Absolutely. why didn't you take him? My point is. Dallas <laughs> defense sucks, right? No. Dallas you, defense is horrible. You have the weapons. That's what I'm saying. That's what the point of that podcast was. Is that it should those, be able to we- pass. those those weapons make Dak Prescott? Should be able to pass all Dak over Prescott the shitty Dallas make, defense, right? Does not make those weapons. Derek Carr had those same three receivers and them but running that backs. Dallas defense is so bad. He should be able to pass for four hundred yards it, and seven touchdowns. It is that bad, but the but they're still <laughs> that bad. The, his weapons aren't that good. If you swap those two, the dude would be a perennial Pro Bowler. He probably won a Super Bowl Guess with you guys. We'll Why don't you trade know. him straight up? Yes, we'll never know. Probably won a Super Bowl. He'll cover Maybe. up that shitty-ass defense you got. Hey, so Hollywood Brown, what do you think of Hollywood Brown? Is he a good receiver? 
Yeah, I don't know. I think he's an average receiver, but he's the only one they've had so far. <laughs> he's you a see how many drops? He drops a he lot. Drops he drops so drop many, yes. If he does it, he, what's he catch? Four balls a game, roughly? Three, four balls a game, somewhere in that ballpark. And he takes one. He's special and all that, like fast and this, that, and the other. He takes one to the house, and he'll make it. But, God. Are, are you talking about fantasy? No. Or are we talking about just football? Football. Uh, there's there, I could name... 20 other receivers I'd had before him, if that's if that answers your question. Would he um, start for most other NFL teams, though? Well, yeah. Yeah. Because on every team he would start except for maybe not maybe not the Cowboys with Gallup. Yeah, with maybe. the um, Maybe not the Bills. I don't even know if he – he would start with Minnesota because they would just kick Thielen inside because he, he's going to be better than our third receiver, so – so it wasn't that random. Here's a reason for this. So there was a, fuck, I can't even remember who it was, a former NFL player that does some type of analyst-type shit on ESPN, and he was just trashing Hollywood Brown. Oh. He was going off about how he wouldn't start for any other team in the NFL. Oh, whoa, whoa. Going off about it. Who, Bar- uh, I wanted to say Bart Scott. The name Maybe. is... Uh, Maybe. To- does he... Is, he is that the right name? I bet you it is. He says some outlandish stuff every so often. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Um, but he uh, he was going off, and Hollywood tweeted that video of him going off about him, and he ma- he basically made fun of his name or whatever. He's like, of course, because your name's you know whatever. I want to say it's Bart. I want to say the guy's name is Bart. But uh, oh. he was going off. And I'm like, listen, he's not like great, but damn, he's a fucking NFL receiver, you know. So I I just thought that was overkill. He, but. he would. He was started on the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles, the Raiders, the fucking, you know. Yeah, the Raiders would take him in a heartbeat right now. Yeah, the Giants. Like, there's a lot of teams, man. I don't He started on the Chiefs, right? He would start opposite Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Let's not talk ridiculous. There's What I'm saying is that I could name 20 easy off the top of my head that I would take before him. Yeah. You know? But that doesn't mean he's a bad receiver. No, that does not mean that. Yeah. Yeah. There's But. Yeah, I'll do his uh, catch percentage. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Getting the calculator out for this. You breaking go. it down? Sixty-seven <laughs> percent catch Damn. percentage. That is bad. Oh, yeah, that was a rough Drops one. a lot. Damn. Well, all right. Who's got? Uh, I think you're up tonight, Jimmer. For makes sense if you don't think about it. Oh, you haven't done one forever. I forgot mine. You haven't run down over here. What do you mean? No, I don't. You probably just tore that page out. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> Whoops. Because I already did the thinks it's unsafe, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're the you're the memory guy. He does good at remembering. Oh, let's see. Do we we can we can keep this? You know what? We can keep it just uh we'll keep this on sports. I'll I'll cheat. I'll do sports on this one. Another Kirk Cousins one? No. Rio would <laughs> love it. <laughs> no, he does uh <laughs> he wishes he had Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, yeah. Here, those no, those receivers would be balling. They wouldn't even be hurt. Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. No, gee. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense if you don't think about it right there. Hey, there it is. Good enough to be the crappy Vikings, right? Five and five, bro. Yeah, five and five. We're, we'll on, take our, it. we're on our way. Uh, that's your hopes said. down. I, know. I love it. I know. I am literally brain farting right now. All right, I here, I got one. Makes sense <laughs> if you don't think about it. All right, so this uh, place of employment that I've heard about, it made 
it has a maintenance side of things where they have maintenance uh, guys. You know, pretty much like anywhere else that you have, and then you have regular regular workers, right? Well, uh, they were like, okay, operators and these workers need to now do maintenance stuff, preventative maintenance stuff, and not just like normal, but a whole list of preventative maintenance, right? And um, then. They're like, all right, we're going to have the maintenance department come in and work on the weekends to learn how to do uh, production work with the regular workers. Makes sense. They say they're behind on production, right? We don't have enough people, so that's why we're doing this um, with the maintenance guys. (laughs) It's like, hold on. So you want regular workers to do maintenance, but then you complain about being behind <coughs> on all this production stuff. Why don't... Ha- Here's this. I'll solve it for you. You get maintenance to do maintenance work, and the operators can just do the operator work. How about that? You it makes sense if you don't think about it. That is rocket science real. But uh, you know what? Somebody else makes that call, not me. <laughs> 100%. Jesus. Yeah. How about that? Operators, just, just have them be operators. Maybe that'll right. work. And maintenance, oh, do what's in your job. It's a crazy thing. Yeah. Crazy thing. Somebody should have thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> if only they, like, hire positions for this. Yeah. It's crazy. It's weird. That is crazy. That being said. Jimmer, it's your turn, bro. Words of wisdom on this Thanksgiving Eve. Yes, I, ha- I do have this. No matter, no matter the excuse that you could try to draw up, Never, ever pee into the wind. (laughs) (laughs) Ever. 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 The sun's shining in your eyes. It doesn't matter. Yep. Right. Ladies, too. Yes. Yeah. Don't don't do it. Just don't do it. You will get you'll get splattered. You'll get spattered on. Just don't do it. Water sprinklered, as they say. Yeah. As they say. Well, a little (laughs) cute short story. My my great grandfather served in world war ii one hell of a american thank you for that he's uh he's been long past now as in 10 years or so um later on in his life ended up with uh parkinson's and he's an old-time farmer so after he got back from the military he's he was a farmhand that's basically what he did uh and so if you know anything about farmers the toilet is anywhere, especially when it comes to taking a piss, right? It doesn't matter. Your your bathroom is anywhere. But regardless, I <laughs> we come up to my grandpa. I'm with my grandpa. Uh, we drive up and uh, pull up to my great-grandpa and grandma's house. And my great-grandpa's always outside, kind of roaming around. He has his old-school bibs on, the white V-neck T-shirt, farmer T-shirt going on. And uh, he, you know... You know, when you're a little embarrassed to that, you tend to, like, of the Parkinson's, you tend to, like, hide your hide your hand behind your back, you know? And uh, I asked him, <laughs> I asked him, how's it going, Grandpa? He's <laughs> and like I said, most of the time he wouldn't, he wouldn't really ever show up, but he's like, you know, I got a lot I got a lot done today. I uh, watered, the, <laughs> watered the whole damn property. It's like I went outside and took a piss, just turned into a human sprinkler. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> uh. But yeah, 
Jeez. That's great. At least he was able to joke about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hell Sid, yeah. my guy. Well, beautiful words of wisdom there. I uh, think that about wraps it up tonight, guys. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, podcast is available everywhere you find your podcast. Apple, Spotify, the whole nine. Uh, be sure to throw down a five-star like, too. Share it out to your friends, things like that. Anything for the support is huge. We yeah. just try yeah. to give you some unbiased opinions, unfiltered opinions. Mm. Yeah. Uh, hold on on the unbiased like part. Right. They are clearly... I mean, there's, they're there's, clearly biased. Yeah, they are clearly biased. Are you kidding me? Especially the middle guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you Texas. kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Whatever, dude. Uh, <laughs> it, hey, but... Being I am the best looking one in here. If you do want to see my beautiful face, you can go on YouTube. We got some videos up, and uh, you can I call him down the best can... looking face. That's definitely purely me. <laughs> you, yeah. I I have I I have and I have two I have two full feet. I have both I have both my heels. Right, but this is what's holding you back. <laughs> that whole thing I can't, going can't on. Fix this. Can't <laughs> what's it? What's that? It. Uh, um, <laughs> Is it Step Brothers? I just don't know what it is. <laughs> like, Something about Something it. About I just want to hit you right in your pie hole. Is, is there anything I can do about that? No. Nuh-uh. No. I mean, you great party. You threw the whole works. <laughs> it looks beautiful. But your face? Mm. You got to change it. You got to change gotta it. got to change it. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, for those of you that didn't know, Rio's going to start an OnlyFans for his foot. Uh, here pretty soon. Yeah, half well. price for the one and full yeah. price for the other. Half foot bandito will be the tag. <laughs> yeah, I'll do uh, some little special visits too with my nine toes. Oh, there just you to go. help, just to get <laughs> some real right. shit. Right, we'll have there. to do story time someday uh, on this <laughs> yeah. on this thing. Yeah, hundred percent. We got to tell some stories, man. <laughs> there you go. Well, all right, guys. Thanks everybody again for listening. This is Three Gig Sports. We, we out. out.